Well, hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Firmamental Podcast with your boys, Alex and Raul. We got a returning guest tonight with us. We're excited to get into this material with him. Seems like our guest is having some new breakthroughs and reaching new levels with this truth and truth journey and his truth seeking and his personal work that he's into helping other people. Uh, we'll get into that in just a moment, but before we do, I'm just going to let Alex say what's up to you guys. What's going on for Mementalists? Uh, we've got some exciting stuff on the go. Uh, big shout out to uh, Eric again. Uh, he's been hitting us up a lot. We got him scheduled. Uh, we got some, we got some fun stuff coming up for this year, and I'm super pumped for part two with our boy Brian Muka. And I can already feel the trilogy coming. So it's going to be there you go. hyped up. Let's do this. Yeah. So we got, uh, we got a returning guest. He was, seemed to be a favorite of a lot of you firmamentalists. We got Brian Muka with us tonight. Um, we'll have him say hello to you in just a second. But just a reminder, go uh, check us out on the website, thefirmamentalpodcast.com. You can reach us at firmamentalpodcast at gmail. If you want to send us an email, remember, use the SpeakPipe message system. We will be uh, responding to your emails through that Gmail. That's going to be kind of like the catch-all for everyone's email, and we will distribute it accordingly if it's directed to somebody specifically, whether it's myself, Alex, or Claude. And we'll be doing a show here soon when we get enough SpeakPipe messages where we can respond to your SpeakPipe messages directly, questions, or even if you just want to go on a rant and we can respond to your rants or you got new suggestions for the show in 2024. Remember, uh, go on whatever platform you're using to listen to your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Pandora, wherever you find podcasts, go and check us out. Just look up Firmamental and give us a follow and make sure to rate and subscribe and leave us a review, man. Leave us to those five-star ratings. Uh, we're just glad to see all the firmamentalists and every day looking at these statistics and seeing our numbers grow. So thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys for the love. Shout out to Milton, Milton Ocampo. You know who you are. You know what you did for us. Uh, we'll be talking more about this uh, blessing that you gave us on an upcoming episode. But for now, I just wanted to shout out my brother. He's, uh, he's blessed, blessed the show tremendously in more ways than one. And we just wanted to say thank you for what you've done for us. Um, we got some amazing listeners. Pretty much that's all I got for them. Um, we're going to have a busy week. I know Alex is going to be going on a family vacation uh, next week, but you'll probably have your host here either do an episode or two. And I think I still have a couple of guests lined up. We're going to be knocking out more than a few episodes these next few days. So be looking out for a lot of material coming out for you guys to absorb and share with your loved ones and friends. With uh, no further ado, though, let's get into tonight's guest. We got part two with Brian Muka. Go ahead and say what's up, Brian. Hey, guys. Good to be with you again. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're glad to have you, brother. So, you know, last time we talked a lot about, you know, your breath work and some of your truth journey and, and uh, we touched on a lot of things, but tonight you've been telling us that you've been having some, some new revelations. You've been getting more into the sacred geometry. We're having an interesting conversation before we fired up the microphones, but why don't you go ahead and let the, the firm fam, the firmamentalist out there know some of the things that you've been uncovering with your, uh, with your walk. Mm, yes. The walk, uh, the nooks and the crannies and the crevices are really important, right? So like 
you know, breathe in, breathe out. That's the macro skill, right? Where's my tongue? How deep? What am I thinking about? Right? Like that's some of the nooks and crannies and they're, they're everywhere. So the, so the biggest breakthrough, um, since I chatted with you last, is the brainal cord connection. Now, this is sort of like Donnie Epstein, Epienergetics, and um, like hot open. Like we went deep last time. Uh, let's run an experiment, shall we? So if, you, if you're driving your car, keep doing that. <laughs> but if you're in a place <laughs> where you can play with us, you can probably do this while you're driving. But just think about it. Like if you're sitting down, how can you make your spine perpendicular to the, to the earth, right? And if you're having a fight for that position, if the ergonomics aren't quite right, our bones are the tuning fork for our connection to the source, right? So, so guys, you guys were hunched over, right? Now you're smiling. Just we just we haven't done anything yet. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> right? Macro skill. What's your posture, right? We're gonna get into the nooks and crannies of this now, and um, so I'm standing. So if you have a chance to stand, or if you're sitting at your desk. Just imagine your feet in your favorite earth substance. Could be moon dust. That's, that's an appropriate answer. It could be <laughs> sand. It could be grass. You know, I don't know. It's a fundamental podcast. We could be broadcasting other, other galaxies. So you know, we'll cover all the bases. How to thin any ascended masters. Uh, so, so you got the felt sensation in your feet. And if you're standing, sort of balance between the balls of the feet and the heels. Now, now we're tuned. On the ground, I'll bend in the knee, kick my hips forward, right? And now I'm going to pull up in the back of the brainstem and really tune that. That's a good one. But it takes the whole bottom to tune the top, right? The base of the spine is in the ceiling. Right? It's in the, at- in the attic, right? And now we're there. Maybe just lean your head forward just a little bit and feel the fall. And come back right to the point before it has any weight. And then close your eyes and, and bend backwards and come back to the point where it requires no effort to balance your head on top of your atlas and your ulnar. And once you find that, like kind of guess and check and find that exact nook and cranny. And when you find that the energy starts to flow, it just feels good. Reiki, uh, I feel like a flux or tingling. I, I'm trying to put words to something that feels amazing, you know. Are no words, and you feel yourself smiling. You're doing it right. That's the birthright. Like it, it's taken me a lifetime to realize that joy and excitement are the point. And if we are feeling in joy and excitement, it's probably because the neck is forward and we're in our cave. Like this completely turns off source. So anyway, so we're in that spot. Look to the left. Look to the right. Twist your head about the nose, back to center. To the right, back to center. Now really open up the antenna. Like for me, like I lay on the sun and just get charged up that way. Maybe your imagination is a satellite dish. I don't know, have fun with it. You know, what would your six-year-old self want to play with if you were huge? Like how could you, you know, download the most powerful energy you've ever had, the most pure energy you ever had, you know, and just start breathing. Any, any way, it doesn't matter. You just find that smile, like from the soul, you know? 
And remember, if we're not feeling this, it's a reminder to come back to that. That's been the biggest profound transformation that like, if I'm feeling unworthy, if I'm feeling angry, uh, shame, it's like, nope, nope. It's, it's not that I'm skipping that. I'm choosing love instead. You know, I already am what I seek. Like that exploded gray matter on the back of the wall for me. It's the Buddhist journey. And I knew that, but like, I didn't know that. Before so. you said something, Brian, I was just sitting around on my, if you could see me in my video, I was basically like Quasimodo. I looked like a hunchback. And then as soon as I sat up straight and started doing that, I'm like, smiling. <laughs> I am feeling better. Like, wow, I can't believe how I, I was blocking myself. Just check it with the neck, leaning forward, it's off. Balanced, we're in. Yeah, I promise you, the ideas are better. And, and this is interesting. We ran an interesting experiment. So do you guys think it's the thought that changes the posture? Or do you think it's the posture that changes the thought? Thought, then the feeling, the action, right? But at the root? I would say I right, that, now, right now the posture changed the thought, but... Yes. I think, I think a posture could also be a reflection of your thoughts, though. Like when you're in your own head and you are down or angry or upset or embarrassed, you tend to hang your head low, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I can understand what you're saying with the significance of holding your head high, right? And just what, when you talked about balancing on the balls of your feet, you know, and, and, and balancing that between the, your, your toes and rocking back and forth and finding that center, literally centering yourself, centering your tuning fork, right? To source. So, yeah. That's awesome. And if, and if so, I've got my hands here under my desk, right? That's like my little, the little game I'm playing. Pro move that I found today, uh, the, the mewing technique is really an interesting connection from heart to antenna. Like, this is hot off the press today. I, like, when I see something, and I get fascinated by it. Like, I got to know everything about it. So I was cramming as much of that in before we hopped on. And just the simple act of putting my tongue on the roof of my mouth and creating some suction in that as I'm doing those things. And also the Mula Banda hold at the bottom, like something, something fun try, but it, it feels really profound, especially when I start, you know, Qigong and some of the movement practices those the squeeze at the top and the squeeze at the bottom seems to allow the the goodness to build up so these are all fun things that we can do in a felt sense and remembering that you know it some of this this is neat with the sacred geometry so like i showed you guys this before with the gratitude snowflake and um you know when i radiate gratitude into my water I had a little wine over the holidays and I loved every sip of it. <laughs> a little out of character and delicious. But when I like, when I, when I send that like humming Reiki into the water and it's gratitude or the wine, we have done taste test with it. And like, yeah, this one's considerably better. What did you do to it? Did you put it in a decanter? No, I blessed it. Mm -hmm. And then, and then this is the structure of water under the microscope. According to Dr. Moto and me, my interpretation of that. So the way that we're feeling affects the whole quantum field around us. And like the shortcut answer quantum field, I think it's like flubber. 
you know, it has infinite energy, like the amount of energy in a four ounce glass of water, like take the water out, the space, there's enough energy in there to steam all water on planet earth, right? This is, this is in the, in the nothing, this is in the dark matter and it responds directly to our feeling and it's so convincing. Like when we look at it, it um, scatters. When we look away, it, it just it goes back into the background, just like a simulation. Yeah. So, so our body posture and how we feel on the regular really matters. Because if, if I'm in my cave, I'm like, I can't, I am, I'm confused, I'm overwhelmed, and I'm unworthy. Right, oh, okay, cool. So I feel unworthy, confused, and overwhelmed. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if I had a little more power? Oh, that's all I got to do? Cool. And like, that's not an exaggeration. You know, a couple deep breaths, changing the posture. I receive. Show me. And then it comes, I was it comes in a soft really, or Really self-aware all the time, right, Brian? Like you're checking in constantly? Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just noticing the other, you know, sense number six, seven, eight, and nine. What else is here? Like, there's so little of what our eyes actually see, but our third eye sees a lot more, and our heart feels not a toroidal feel. We can measure it. Thanks, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Like, your choice, woo woo or quantum, you know, mechanics. <laughs> you know, that's that line is like almost non existent now, you know, really on the cutting edge of those two things. I, I do like so when the uh, when they start to tie like Joe Dispenza does a good job of tying tying the rules with the science to try and put it put it into language right. Sorry, Raul, cut you off there. Yeah, no, I was just going to tell Brian so something that I've started doing since the turn of this calendar uh, over here on Firmamental. We know we should be on a thirteen month calendar, but the calendar that you know our world around us goes by and our corporate worlds go by. You know, uh, I have incorporated some new things into my daily routine and and it has had a profound effect on the trajectory and path of each day that I've been living you know so the first thing I do immediately when I wake up my, wake up the first thing that I do when I open my eyes is immediately kick myself into gratitude I, I'm aware that mm-hmm. I'm awake I'm not in this dream state anymore you know I'm, I'm awake and I thank God for the, for the breath that I, that I take as I awake. And then I audibly say out loud, thank you, God, or thank you, Yeshua, or, you know, uh, a mixture of the two, you know, going back and forth between the, the two. Thank you, God. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, God. Thank you, Yeshua. And I say it 10 times in a row. And then before I even get up and start moving around, I've just, uh, I purposely set my alarm clock five, 10 minutes, minutes earlier than I used to. Just so I have this moment or period of time where I don't have to rush to jump up, you know, and I just lay there in gratitude. I thank God 10 times in a row and I concentrate on my breathing and I, I, I just take really deep breaths with a pause holding them in between and then a long exhale. And I do that for a minute or two minutes and then just stay in gratitude. And then before, when I used to get ready, it's like, oh, I got to start getting ready for work, right? So I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to, I got to get my coffee going. I got to, you know, get my work stuff. You know, well, I've been getting all that ready the day before, so I, so I don't have to worry about that. 
And before, you know, I, I, I'm used to like a lot of, uh, noise where, where I'm at, you know, with a lot of pets, a lot of kids. And, uh, currently I'm in a situation where it's been a lot quieter in the morning times. So I have time to, you know, before I would be like, oh, I, I need this constant stimulation. So I would turn on, let's say the sports news. It's one of my things that I would do, even though I'm not that big into sports, I still, you know, would turn something on like ESPN or something and listen to the sports news while I'm getting ready for my day. Well, instead of doing that, after I do this gratitude and I do this breath work, you know, it's only a minute or two, but it's just concentrating on my breathing and being gracious for the day. Instead of turning on and, and having instant noise stimulation, you know, when I get ready or as I'm getting ready, you know, and you go and you, you do your morning business or sit on the commode or whatever, instead of uh, grabbing the phone and opening up the phone and checking your emails or going to Instagram or, or checking your text messages that you received overnight. I'm like, no, I've been opening up for me the book of Proverbs because it's a book of wisdom, right? And I read a chapter or two and then, you know, it doesn't take very long. So it doesn't interfere with like me getting ready for work, you know, but it gives me a chance to focus on wisdom that comes from source and then I can meditate on it just for a few. And then I receive the message that God's trying to send me. And And I've noticed since I start my day, it only takes you know, five minutes to do all of this stuff. But since I've started my day this way every day, my days have been tremendous. They have been, I've been stacking like good day on upon good day upon good day. And it really changes my whole attitude for that whole day. It really sets the precedence for what the rest of my day is going to be like. And along with that, I've incorporated like, you know, intermittent fasting. So where I used to eat three meals a day, I'm eating one meal a day and, and just, you know, water or herbal tea or lemon water or whatever when I, when I feel hungry, you know, and, and then just eat one really good meal with, with really good ingredients and then skip the other two meals or w- one day a week, just completely fast for 24 hours. And I can already feel this tremendous difference in, in my heart, body, mind, and soul. And the way, and the way you show up, man, your, your vibe is different than last time. Uh, it's like more buoyant and joyful and uh like whole i don't that makes any sense but that's what i noticed from the last time we chatted uh that's fucking awesome man like there's just such a big idea about like in this world you know we're we're in flow with the metaphysics and you know that stuff but it's so much better with structure like containers like Pablo Picasso said that inspiration works, but it must first find you working. Like, I just want to name like all of the things you set up to connect the source in the written word, in the spirit with gratitude, the intelligence in your food. Like, it's awesome. And um, uh, I I want to name also. <clears throat> I got triggered in the middle of that. You were talking about uh, the morning noise. Uh, the stimulation, you know, sports radio. I'm publicly declaring this. I'm just scared to sleep at night. Like I'm scared to just shut it off. Like I'm I'm scared to like, you know, the shavasana with no sound. And and like I shortcut it so I listen to a podcast. I might as well drink a glass of wine, right? Like that's <laughs> that's kind of like how I'm doing it, you know. And as as you called yourself up. And turn that off in the morning. I commit to turn that off before I go to sleep, unless it's my own voice, you know, a channel message that I got from 
that morning or you know something that I'm imprinting into my subconscious mind. But my stuff, like, and the idea of like, am I taking the bait or I'm making the light? You know, and so in the commode, like you said, you have an opportunity to take the bait, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you know, whatever. There's good stuff on YouTube and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Am I driving or am I being driven? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I drive a motorcycle because that's when, that's my time when I, I am in control of everything. Oh, guys, I got a straight razor uh, since last we chatted. And uh, my, my business partner uh, with Red Pill Par- uh, Pathway. He channeled this beautiful, uh, it's incredible, man. It's like a work of art itself. And then he, you know, he channeled these messages from Oppenheimer and uh, Nikola Tesla. And, and uh, a big theme in there is, I want you to ponder why the energy increases when pondering death. And, and my working theory to that is, as, as we get ready to like transcend the physical form, there's just so much more available. But th- I mean, this is important too. Mm-hmm. But man, when I pull the face back and I've got a six inch, it, it's sharper, you, you know, it's razor sharp. Right. There's only one thing in that instant that matters. Straight. Go straight. That's amazing that you trust yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it, I mean, isn't that the, isn't that the thing? I think it's, <laughs> I go to my barber and I get it done and, but I trust him wholeheartedly, but he's like, don't move. Seriously, don't move. <laughs> I man, I I'd like that, but man, that is such a fucking trust fall. Being back like that, I've seen the movie Sweet and Todd, and it's <laughs> I've also and I was an eight nine or I've also seen the movie Jaws, right? So like those were like a one two. Holy shit, that was a shark. Yeah. Holy shit, this could be it. <laughs> I seen uh, the Halloween that uh, what's his name Rob Zombie did. There was a lot of throat slicing in that one. I. Left the movie theater not feeling well, but yeah. there's a lot of trust. There is a lot of trust in my barber. So shout out to my guy Michelle and uh, she- it shears to you in Cochrane, Alberta. So if you're in Cochrane, that's my guy. You got to go see him. So I'll have to uh, share episode with him. And that's such a Alex. That's such a great segue. Uh, I've had a lot of time to ponder. Uh, non entrepreneurs shut down apparently between like. December 16th and January 2nd. Uh, I'm sure you guys were still after it or at least spending time with your families. But, you know, I, I, I had this window of, all right, well, who do I need to be? Starting to ask some of those questions, but that, that was only available after connecting in my soul, you know, my true self. And I'm starting to talk to that higher self. And uh, it's really neat in these channeled messages, they, they call me the brave human. And like the first time I heard, I just wept. It's like, I don't think that about myself at all. You know? And uh, it's been really neat realizing that my whole life, I've been blessed with great leaders, my parents. I could just outsource all my major life decisions to them. And like, you know, someday I'll learn how to do that. And it, it got really easy to just outsource to AWS or, or dad. DWS in my case. And it's been really interesting and scary and expansive. Trust in my compass. You know, all the stuff that doesn't make sense to other people yet or ever, you know? And it's been really fun just, just playing, you know, the weirdo scientist sometimes, you know, the explorer. It's really neat to have the true self, like, who do I need to be on this call? 
okay, I've been to the edge. Here's what I found. Let's say you should try all this shit. Some of it. Oh, it might be cool. <laughs> Nancy Reagan, say no to most of the drugs. Right. Ryan medicine. So, I mean medicine. So Brian, when you touched upon, you know, contemplating your own carnality, right? Your own death. Uh, you talked about you found this profoundness in that, right? Uh, for me, when I think about that, understanding, like, how strong is your faith? How, how much do you actually believe in your creator? How much do you actually believe in the spirit realm? You know, obviously, I think individuals like us, we've had some, <clears throat> you know, you with your breath work, you said you can get there with your breath work where you have these, what they would call a, a, a hallucinatory experience, right? Um, you could also do it through directly ingesting, you know, hallucinogenics. Uh, you know, we get it in our dream states. We have like uh, epiphanies or we have a uh, deja vu. You know, we, we talked, we touched about this on a, on a previous episode. I think one of the episodes we just released, we talked about deja vu some, but at least for me, when I think about death, I, I used to be very terrifying to think of your demise, especially when you're doing things in your, in your life that, that aren't right. And you're like, and you could, it could be possibly something that take your life and you're like, what's the legacy I'm going to leave behind. You start thinking of all these things. And, but I don't think like nowadays, I don't worry about it so much because I know that this is just a chapter in a phase. Like I look at it, I'm in a cocoon state and I'm going to turn into a butterfly in the next stage. Right. But there, I think a lot of people are just so scared and that's the way the world keeps that anchor, right? That like, who's driving you? Are you the driver of your life? Or is something else driving you? And I think coming out of the last, you know, three, four years that we came out of with the scandemic and all this stuff and all the fear that's just always implanted in us, fear of being sick, fear of dying, fear of this, fear of that, fear of terrorism, fear of the insurrectionists now, whatever agenda that they're currently pushing, you know, pitting us against one another. But when you think it, it they use death as this tool to keep you in line. So what's this that you talk about, like? You know, uh, when he asked you that, what, what, what did you find in it to be so profound? And, and what was the message that you received? And can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit more and then kind of segue into maybe some of these, uh, where you're getting some of these sacred geometry, some of the inspiration for, for your art, which they can't see because we're not releasing this as a video podcast. We're going to be doing that soon here, but I wish you guys could see some of the stuff that Brian's working on. It's tremendous. But just talk a little bit about that experience. And, and elaborate on it a little more and then get into some of these uh, these experiences that you've been having where you're receiving the sacred geometry and what it represents and means to you. Yeah, so the death, the death thing is a very interesting um, topic. Death, birth, similar. You know, leaving the world, coming into another one. Um, the Alan Watts talks a lot. So, so the question, you know, why does... Why does energy increase when pondering death? Was the writing prompt? I had no idea, and I was intrigued. I'm like, I've considered death a lot. What I did in the military, and I don't know if I was ever really ready to leave, but I thought I was, um, if needed. And then we've been talking a lot about suicide this week, and uh, I grew up Catholic, so you know, uh, with all those trimmings. Mm-hmm. And I was I was taught that you know if you commit if you commit suicide it's a moral sin you're going to go to hell forever, right? Isn't the person 
considering suicide already in hell? Like, aren't they already there in a place where they like, they think that it would, it would, it would be a grace and a gift to their family if they weren't here. How could that be a sin? Like, maybe a sin for us. How do we let it get that bad? Right? Like, what's all the fact? Like, I, I don't know. It just it makes me think of separation in that. Sure. And that's the illusion, right? So, so, you know, as you were talking, Raul, you know, you mentioned the scamdemic and January 6th. And it's like, man, am I taking the fear bait right now? Because I know the fear is the, like, that's true for some people. Like, some people need to go through that and, it's important, but like, what am I here to do? And I'll tell you, and, and I, it, oh, this is profound. When I start the channel, I hear this voice and there's 10,000 voices or more. We are new earth. We are new earth. And it's like, I can feel the entire collective, just like a 12 foot glassy wave rising up behind me from, for me to, uh, chills everywhere in that. Where is that voice coming from? And, and, and in the past, I would talk about that like it's the other side. The other side of what? You know, when, when I get a flash, grandma and my grandfather, they're here. You know, we're seeing athletes doing magnificent things on the football field. They're connected directly to source. You know, what's source? It's everything. Everything, dark matter, you know, all the stuff that we can't, as humans, fully comprehend with our limited senses and our extrasensory perception gets us further but we, we're still we're still in a form and in the, in the dreams and the meditation the psychedelics and the channeling we get to touch it we get to be it you know we get to experience going home and all of those things and recharging and coming back here like hey let's go play let's go build those same castles and help other people you know, on their arche you know, doing archaeology, discovering these pyramids and these artifacts and tongue placement of all things. Huh. You know, and, and Raul, you had mentioned um breath, concentrating on the breath. We have ten thousand opportunities every single day. And this is from Greg, and I know I'm kind of all over the place, I'm following a little bit of a thread. We mentioned wisdom codes before we started. And in the in in um God's name in Aramaic. Did we do this last time? And there's no vowels in God's name. And it sounds mm. just like this. And my favorite sound as a human is when multiple people are making the exhale sound, the sound of God. Wow. Not the man, but the flubber, the everything, the quantum field, the infinity and the nothing. Like God's not a big enough word right. for what's here. Yeah. And what's waiting for us on the other side of death. De death. And, and I've, I've really been pondering in this writing prompt, the Om Namah Shavaya. Uh, Om maybe the frequency before the universe was created. And the Shavaya is the head nod to Shiva, the destroyer and transformer of worlds. So the, so the birth, death, it's the transformation. You mentioned the, the um, caterpillar to the butterfly, which is a fat, like when you look in the nook and crannies of what's happening to that caterpillar, it's terrifying. 
that caterpillar gets eaten alive by the new immune system of the butterfly. Like, goes to form, becomes slime, butterfly eats it with its immune system, and then it's got to fight its way out the fly. So if it feels fucking hard for you, you're probably doing it right. Well, man, that's, that's, just, that's it's profound. Transformation. And then this is the final thing I'll say on that. Practice dying every day so that we could live, I think is the answer to that question. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand what you're getting at there. And I think dying to versions of your old self that need to be put to rest and stepping into the new versions of yourself that need to be born. And I'm not saying changing your core fundamental of who you are because Alex is Alex and, and he has his personality traits and he has his quirkiness about him and he has his characteristics that make him unique for himself. So he's not changing the core of himself, but he's shedding old skins that he doesn't need to wear anymore and, and, and sporting this new skin and stepping into this new role that life has for him and it's embracing those things and it's learning to embrace what's good for you and stepping in and receiving the blessing because first we have to acknowledge that there's a blessing to be had we have to ask to receive that blessing and then we have to go for it and then we get it right Mm. but you can't i think a lot of people are just stuck in this mode where they're just they don't ever step out of that comfort zone to go seek the next blessing. Sometimes you have to experience something hard to receive that next blessing. Sometimes that next breakthrough is behind that one thing you didn't want to face, right? You mean, you mean opportunities in disguise, those guys? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, I want to share the story, and this pertains to the, the work I'm doing. Uh, the Japanese revere a koi, especially in the warrior culture. And uh, I, I wrote this for real. This is going to be part of a graphic novel that I'm writing. Just um, the idea that most stories won't be really remembered in the way that the characters will. So if we're working on the story and the stuff and the goals and the skills and that shit, great. Why are we working on the character? Who do I get to be? Like, do I, do I like being warm? All the time? No. You know, I like being in 50 degree water sometimes, you know, just to see if it's still there, you know? So, like, like for example, like my partner, Dawn, uh, 76 to 80, my jam. I'm not really happy there. What happens when it's 81? What happens when it's 75? Oh man, it's freezing. Is it? You know? And so, even just, so I, so I created a character called Gabriel Poseidon, and I keep having these dreams about Poseidon being able to command uh, the ocean and, and also, you know, harboring negativity, guilt, shame, and fear, like create tsunamis and destruction, like on a, on a global level. So, so like our, our felt sense has an effect. Like it's not just affecting us individual, like it affects the everything, you know? And so, huh. Koi fish. So koi, when they make their yearly travels, kind of like salmon up the stream, they got to go over rocks and little eddies and all that stuff. And, you know, most would make it, but they get to the waterfall. They all have to get up to this waterfall to get to the spawning grounds. And they just think they're going to spawn. They don't know really what's on the other side of that. And 
There's one koi fish that after 10 years hasn't given up yet. And now the demons and the, you know, the dark entities are starting to notice. And, and not only are they just like making fun of the idiotic koi fish that's never going to get up the waterfall, they're starting to terraform the land to make it even harder. But man, that koi fish is centered every single day climbing that, that waterfall with its tail. And after 100 years, the koi fish makes it to the upper pod. And instantaneously, he's transformed into an ascended dragon. And those demons and those dark entities that cajoled him made his life hard. He got to see their masks come off. They were the archangels. And he was the dragon the whole time. Wow. You're muted, brother. Uh, and I and I'm just sitting back, like pondering, like the thing. Brian, <laughs> I I, just, I feel bad, like there's dead air, but I'm just like, man, I gotta like ponder this with everybody else's. It's like, wow, it's not every day that we. I mean, we're firmamentalists, and and we're still testing the boundaries. But man, the things that you say, it's like, wow, this is like stuff that I need to really sit with and digest. And this is actually an episode that I'll probably sit back and listen to a couple times because stuff that you're saying is uh, it's pretty amazing. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, ch- I'm channeling this, you know, like I've shared that story before, but not like that. Not with the calling yeah, clarity and, you know, I told it in a really cool way that time. And it's for you and your audience. Your audience needed that. Yeah, I think just, just look at what's gone on just since the turn of the year, right? January. We've had all this weird crap happen. We've had the Epstein stuff going on. We've had this supposed, you know, eight to 10 foot creatures in a mall in Miami. You probably heard about that. And it's like, what's real? What's fake? What are they? What, what, what is the enemy? What are those when you're talking about the koi fish and those demons that are trying to terraform the land to keep them from making it up that waterfall, right? I think about they're using their magic in the same way to terraform our world around us, right? Their magic would decay. And I look at this world that is so synthetic and fake with our media and our movies and our music and, and not all, because there's real artists, there's real actors, there's real musicians, there's still, but then we have so many that are sold out to the enemy and sold out to these demonic forces and have give, given into the, to the dangling carrot and the shiny diamond. And they're like, give me that and I'll take that. And, you know, self-serving themselves on this plane, not even thinking about the next one. And then there's us that are striving to make it. We know there's something more. We know there's this pond above us. We know we can reach this higher level of consciousness, but how do we get there? We just, but we don't give up. We keep trying to swim upstream like you're explaining, right? And we have these demonic forces. And it's, I just think about, it's only been, what, not even a week and a half we're into this new year. And they're just throwing all these distractions at us. And so many people are taking the bait, right? And I'm feeling... Your charge as you're describing that. And it's, dude, it's so perfect. You can use the word striving, right? So, so take away the enemies, the dark forces. What are you striving against? You can't strive without them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, what I'm finding now is even, gra- like, yeah. Can I love this too? That's the punchline. I'm going to tell the story to get to that. Uh, I met this amazing uh, sensei, trained with Shaolin monks, a uh, good buddy of mine, 
brought me into his dojo. And I lived in Iraq, speak a little Arabic, and I meet this guy, Amir, and he's a Jedi. Like the way that he, like, I can tell from a long way away that he is a skilled fighter. Mostly because he's not telegraphing anything. And so we're introduced. I said, hey, nice to meet you, Amir. Would it be, a, what's your favorite way to say nice to meet you? He said, nice to meet you. And then I just asked, is it safe, you know, is it appropriate to say assalamu alaikum? He goes, no, nice to meet you is good. I noticed no energetic change. His breath didn't change or his body language. I just stuck both feet in my mouth and probably tried to shove two fists in there too. Because he speaks Farsi. He's from Iran. Yep. <laughs> Change the letter. Almost get killed. So <laughs> I feel extremely embarrassed and I was trying to go the extra distance to try to talk to him in his native tongue. And the thing was, he buried dozens of his family members at the hands of people that spoke Arabic. And um, international incident. I didn't know any better. <laughs> I learned a lot, right? And I shared this with somebody really close to me. And she asked me, why did you call me? That was idiotic. I'm like, I'm right on the edge here. Like, you know, I'm trying to, trying to go above and beyond. I like really meet people. Like, I don't know why I called you. And I went to sleep feeling resentment. So in the morning, I did my breath work, I did the hand thing that we just did. I have a council. Uh, they are both living and ascended. And it's really fun. It's fun to play with those guys and ladies and entities in the morning. It's, you know, my favorite game. Woke up, did the breath, connecting the sources. said, we can't talk to you today. I said, why not? You're in resentment. You're in a wrong vibration. Get rid of the resentment as fast as you can and then come back. So I'm driving, it's raining, and I'm a musician, and I hate it's no longer my preference. The skidding of the wiper blades when it's, you know, like when it's not quite raining enough yeah. for it to be effective. Oh, man. And like, that's the only thing I could think about. And it was like, man, am I really going to give away my peace and my joy for that? Okay, I love this too. I'm like, I can hear it. Like, I still have my ears. You know, like that was just such a profound blessing because I'd, I'd love music so much and because I have ears I can notice something that's not a preference and then I like zoom back even further I'm like I'm driving my dream car Artemis Prime 4Runner my tank you know and I was like oh I know why I'm seeing this because I get to list out everything about this person that I love you know kind of love this too and then I went to a parking lot ill designed parking lots are no longer my preference either and it used to really drive me fucking crazy. Like, who the fuck designed that? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 how can I love this too? And I learned in, by that judgment, the judgment around myself of like, oh, even the imperfect things get to exist here. And it just, it just made it so much easier to share. And then the final thing I'll say about the story, I saw like the Merry Christmas traffic sign, you know, the obnoxious orange. And then I saw the person who programmed that. I'm like, Merry Christmas to you too. You know, it was just such a fun game. Like I, I was in love with, I was in love with life, you know, that whole day. And um, that's the choice. So do we take the bait or do we figure out how can we love this too? Because eventually those masks are coming off. And you're like, dang, 
you were the best fucking villain of all time. You had me, man. You had me, and I met you, and you brought the best out of me. Fucking thanks. Every hero needs a villain. Right, Brian? Yeah. I think it's the question, am I the hero or the villain? Who am I playing? Bro, you know, you know how boring He-Man would have been without Skeletor? Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> was, was, am, am I playing the hero or the villain right now? I don't know. For some of you, it might be the villain of like, uh, you need to get out of the Shire. You're too fucking comfortable. Right? I, I don't know. I'm projecting that. I'm talking to me six years ago. Like, get out and share your fucking gift already. You know I, you got, I share that with my kid. I share that with my kids too. It's like, as, as good of a person as you try to be every single day, no matter what, you will be the villain in somebody's story. It, does, it yeah. doesn't matter. You will be the villain. Wow. And wow. Uh, wow. that's sick. That is sick. That, that is was so, right that is so <laughs> profound. And, and can, I, can I be grateful be, for being the trigger man? Right? Like, I'm doing my life. Like, this is it. This is what I'm here to do. And that triggers you? Cool. You want to talk about it? <laughs> How can I help? You, you want me to make it worse? I can do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm here to show you where you're not yet free. And I, I didn't look at it. I didn't look at it from the, from the villain side till right now. Yeah. Yeah. That was good, Alex. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I had this uh, crazy, I got this crazy story. I, I went to Atlanta one time. This is the only negative thing that's ever happened to me in America. Otherwise, I have nothing bad to say about America. I'm at the grocery store in Atlanta, and my wife is, um, like, we just had a, our baby, so she was six months old, and the, this really nice cashier brought us to the customer service counter because she didn't want my wife to, to stand with the baby, and, and we, we pull up uh, to, the, to the customer service center, and, I, and she's ringing us through, and this guy behind us is looking super pissed. And like is like stomping his feet and looking at his watch and I'm like, what is with this guy? And we, you know, we we pay, we we go out into the parking lot, and he's he all he wanted was a pack of cigarettes and he could only get it from customer service, right? So this guy peels out in front of us in the parking lot and and just starts like yelling at my wife, like, oh, you gotta nurse that baby or something. Like, yeah, like waste my time. I'm like, what the hell? And this, this is where the funny part starts is I start to just open up my jacket and put my hand in because I, I, I was actually just reaching for my wallet and he thought that I was like going for my gun and you should have seen his eye <laughs> like, like light up. And I'm like, oh, he thinks I'm an American. I'm actually a Canadian. And I'm just reaching for my wallet or something. <laughs> he almost crashed the car leaving the parking lot after he yelled at my wife. But he actually thought for a second I was going to pull out my gun and like take take it to him but he actually had it come he knew he had it coming because the way he like bitched out my wife in, in front of me about wow it was just crazy anyway i wow. was i was the villain in that guy's story and he was the villain in my story because i'm like this guy's like totally like bitching out that's my wife idea. and i'm gonna <laughs> and i'm the villain that's gonna pull out my gun and like end his life and it, it was just this crazy crazy wow. Well, that's my story, Brian, <laughs> about so, that, my one that, bad experience in America. Villains and villains. You need I'm calling villains and villains. How can we trigger you? Yeah, exactly. But uh, I, I would actually love to hear about the the sacred geometry. Like, I cannot let firmamental go 
without the sacred geometry. Okay. Um, so we're going to put our imagination caps on. Yeah. And, and the one that I stare at uh, every day, it's my Nikola Tesla clock. It's an homage to the 369. I didn't know how to draw a nine-sided shape, so I had to learn that. Uh, you know, some adult uh, geometry stuff. And um, I have a profound connection with Tesla. And I, I started drawing the 369 shape. And it just, um, each little part of this, um, each little part is like channeled. So I'll start shading something. It's all dotted uh, ink um, is the finished product. And um, it's a really cool piece. And it's over my desk uh, right now. And um, I did this uh, Christmas Eve, I think, last year. And um, so just imagine on the inside, it looks like a propeller. That's the inside of the, the seat of life. Then outside of that is the six-sided shape, which is really the representation of a Merkaba. I mean, that's how the astral uh, Merkaba chariot, in our imagination, we spin that and you know, we can go in it. Like, that's a really, really holy shape. And how are these coming to you, Brian? These um, I start a piece and I might have a dream about it or I might just sit down. I'm like, I just want to draw and it like guide it. You know what I mean? But it's it's not just the lines and it's not just the circles. It's it's like the ideas and like I'm staring at the quantum field for hours, uh, doing these things. You know what I mean? And so um, so the nine sided shape uh, is on the very outer ring. So it looks like a watch, actually. Um, and um, and around the outside, there's 33 of these arcs that represent for me, you know, the blue whales. And uh, carrying out the song of history and ascension in that, so so that's all baked in to the symbolism. It. But the reason I'm sharing this with you is I finished that piece, signed it upside down. So imagine doing 18 hours work because of a tattoo, and you signed it. You know, you flipped it upside down. And I, man, I I was in a dark place. After that, like I, it's priceless. Like that does. That's the only one of its kind. You know, it doesn't exist anywhere else. Like my first, like real piece of art. And um, well, my shading usually comes from the top left, right? I pretend like the lights coming from here, and that's how I give depth to what I'm working on. So I signed it. <laughs> the light comes from the bottom right, and what I did was I put my mantras on this piece, and I'm like, oh, where, where am I going to put this? Oh, I'm going to put it right above my desk. The light comes in from the bottom right. It's at least a fourth dimension. Like it knew that it, where it was going. It knew that it was its destination. A um, couple, couple months ago, uh, I was in the dream world. I had my presentation suit on, my fancy watch. And I want to teach these college kids about fear. And I'm like, I'm like playing it all out of my mind and like, you know, 20 years worth of work studying fear and those things. And I tore up my notes for the class. I'm like, I don't know jack shit about fear. Nothing. I don't know anything. I, you know, I thought I could hack it. I thought I could use breath work. I, you know, I, yada, yada, yada. It's an illusion. And what I saw was I went through the Nikola Tesla clock, the Alice in Wonderland style. I went through it and like, fear, I'm going to figure you out. And fear's like, I could just keep getting bigger. Like, do you understand? Like, that's the game. You give me energy. I exceed your energy and I can go forever. Like, 
infinity. It doesn't end. You keep playing that game if you want. I'm like, this is the only thing I ever learned about fear. Here's the fear. Here's the breath or the sanity check. Here's doing it. Right? That's it. It's the illusion. And, and like that was like to get the thing done. It's really the dare to go back to, like to actually choose source. That's the choice. For without fear, there can be no free will. Because we would just do the easy thing. Nothing, you know, what everybody else wants us to do, but like to choose our liberation in that. And it's like control, uh, lack, and uh, attachment, right? We lose those things. Those are its minions. But also, you know, on the good, like this is such a beautiful analogy. It's like, it's an illusion. It's designed this way. Ready for this one? I fucking created it to teach me something. I did it. I made the medicine and I'm going to take it because my true self from the world needs it. What will I learn? How can I love this too? That's it. That's what that, that's what that piece of sacred geometry taught me. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, it, it's true. We, we create our own cage that we live in, right? And it's our, it's our job to escape it and choose our own adventure and build the next cage to oh. level up, right? Yes. This is the biggest thing. This is the biggest realization I had since I was with you guys last time. And I hope this resonates. Related Sacred Geometry, Dr. Robert Grant. I have all his books. He uh, ran Bal Shalom and he's a polymath. He's on Gaia. His show, um, Codex, is awesome. And he said, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, draw your own geometry. It's hidden in plain sight. So that's why I, $97 of geometry tools later, started doing math again. And uh, fast forward a year. I was book studying in this way. You know, my background is, you know, the quantum field baked inside of a, the structure of a gratitude snowflake as a reminder to myself that like what I think about changes at least water. And if the water's changing, so is the quantum. So there's no room for doubt in that anymore. So this is a year of like soak time. And he's on a podcast and he said, this human existence is sort of like an escape room. And we get to escape when we can love life just as it is. So that means when we can transmutate the hell on earth, alchemize it into heaven and nothing on the outside changes we shall ascend and i've had a lot of opportunities to practice exactly that to practice the like huh kind of love this too how can i love this what's in it and like oh wow i just got that chill through my spine up what i'm about to say i love my life i love being here i love being on earth right now because we chose it and we get to play together and we get to create these elaborate sand castles and remember who the fuck we actually are. Yeah, I, I think one of our huge takeaways first episode with you, Brian, was uh, speaking speaking what we want to come to come true. And to me, this is my this is my big takeaway now. It's can I love this in any situation? And to know that I've created this that I've created this hell or this cage or or whatever and it's to teach me uh, how to get out of it so that's a huge takeaway for me so thank you for that. 
Bro, I literally have tears of joy. I, I have tears of joy coming out of my face. <sighs> Thank you for that reflection, my brother. Yeah, uh, Raul. Raul is trying to talk, but he's muted. So, <laughs> Sorry, bud, you're muted. You're still muted. Oh, I, I am not muted. I am no. speaking. Really nope. speaking. I, oh, I hit the wrong button. There we go. Oh, I was just going to tell Brian the first episode, that was my biggest takeaway as well. And I remember you, you stopped me at a couple points during the podcast and you said, now, now change that word and, and don't use words like can't or it's hard or, you know, embrace it and push through it, but learn to speak. And, th and that's one thing that I've really learned oh, now. So, is so push through it. Like is everything is changing to pushing with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, pushing with it. So let's say let's say that pushing with it, but also understanding that when I pray, I pray from a place knowing that my prayers always already been answered. So I'm immediately gracious for the pray that the prayer that I just put out, right? And this is amazing, and I I, I feel exactly what you're what the energy you're putting out right now. I feel it, brother. And you're drawing behind you. I wish they could see what, what you're talking about. I was going to ask you, these drawings that you're producing, are they on your website? Like if they go check out the website, can they see some of your artwork that you're producing? Uh, or, or how it, or is no, this I've, just stuff that yeah, you're- I, I've, I've been like an undercover art, like I said, I'm like a sacred practice. And I, I, uh, I, I get to change that. I have a couple of friends that have these pieces tattooed on the body. Like they liked it enough that, so I'll, uh, I like being asked, so thank you for that. And I would, Alex, yeah. I would love to have an autographed Brian Mooka portrait, but I want the Brian Mooka upside down. That's my... Oh, oh right on, man. I want the one of a kind, kind of a... But so, I just need to print Brian. That's all I need, because I'd, I'd love to display that and think about you every time I see it. Well, no, yeah, so... That's, that's, that's what I, I'm saying, Brian, like even, even speaking about firmamental and the journey that I'm on with Alex, that Alex, Claude and myself are on, you know, it used to be, oh, when this happens and when that happens, or if this happens and if that happens, like, no, it's going to happen. This, we're just stepping into Ooh. it. There's just a journey there, you know, Ooh, it, can I it's already done. It's already done. Ooh. We just, you know, that's, so, I, I, so I'm not. Cool. I have to share this, right? Like that, yeah. it's going to happen, right? Like, uh, I want this. It must. I have to have it. I have to. I have to have it, right? Is uh, it's like a repellent, right? And then it's going to happen is better because going we're ascending, but the problem, and this is like Dan Sullivan gap in the game. As I ascend, I push the horizon further away. So like, I'm actually getting further away as I'm using words like yes. And then going, and, and here's what I've gotten from channeling. Nice. This is from Sarah Landon's channeling course. I'm so happy and grateful for all of the souls that I got to touch tonight as we yes. allow for even more people to open up and hear. I'm so happy and grateful for all the love that I experience right now as I allow even more. There's no gap in any of that. And we get more of what we already are. That's in the... Uh, the difference between manifestation and creation with the power yeah. of our words and the felt sense. And so that's, that's the job. Connect the yeah. source. 
you know, find find your path by any and all means necessary, and then create a structure, much like Raul's of like, hey, this is, when I get up, I don't have to, I don't have to think. Like I know how I program God into my day and divinity and and, and living the miracles. So that's what the work is: tapping into source, creating an action plan, emergency procedure. How do you stay in love and joy? That's it. So, yeah, there's no, yeah, I, there's no video game without the struggle, right? Like, you, right, yes, you need to have the different levels that get harder, and as you get harder, it gets more. Um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's it, it's a better feeling to know that you've accomplished. It's like satis- satisfying, uh, passing yeah. the levels, right? Like that's we're basically on this journey, right? And I love the fact that you're also bringing in the symbolism and because we always talk about you know once you understand the symbols the secrets of the universe are unveiled before you right and that's when we truly start to begin to understand and that's why brian muka is on this podcast with us to help to help us ascend too right you're you're a piece of the avenger puzzle for us and you you guys are a big piece of my puzzle and um now uh yes you share this in the gospels when what is held within is shared, it will save us. And what is, if what is held within is hidden, we shall be punished. And, and I'm, I'm guilty of, you, you guys just called me up. I've got all these amazing pieces of art that I'm not sharing with anybody, right? Like I get to share those, just like everybody listening, you get to share your unique some print on what we're here. It, it, we need you. We need you and yeah. have you. We're so happy and grateful to be doing this with you. I felt the need to bring this up and I wanted to kind of rewind to something that was said earlier. But for me, this is all has always been one of the things that I struggle with in my walk. But you know what Christ tried to teach us about loving your enemy. And I think about the world and that we live in. And through the people that I've encountered through the show. And guests that we've had on, I've learned so many different things from something unique from everybody. I've learned something from everybody that we've come across and and had a great time to spend down and, and chop it up with. I I, I I take away something from every episode and it's something that I could carry with me as a life lesson. But the one thing I still struggle with is loving and praying for my enemies. But talking to you tonight is kind of that same breakthrough that I had with, you know, not not speaking negatively speaking positively and manifesting that right uh it's the same thing with this episode tonight is understanding that my enemy's there for a reason because they give me the opportunity to create myself into what i want to be to be the opposite of that to recreate and resonate with others around us that we encounter as we pull them together out of that that blackness you know it's it's we we have to have that we have to have that we're we're a knife and we have to have that stone to sharpen ourselves against right i know in the bible says iron sharpens iron but in a way too my enemy keeps you sharp he keeps you on your toes and it gives me this mission to fulfill but i'm that's why i'm looking at 2024 a lot of people are looking at this year you know and i'm saying this on behalf of the listeners you know and myself at the same time but a lot of people are like, oh, it's this election year. You know, all this weird stuff has already happened. What else is going to happen? 
you know, and they're already questioning and they're bringing all this, these thoughts and all that energy and thinking about that stuff is helping it manifest. But I'm in the attitude of this is going to be a great year. We have a ton of people like that wave, that crystal wave that you said is, is growing, swelling behind you that you're going to ride. I feel this happening right now with not only our show, but other truth community shows, other content creators, other artists, other musicians, other truth seekers, other public speakers, or even just street prophets, you know, but, but the, 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 the truth is permeating everywhere and they cannot stop it. They can try to shut it off and it'll find another avenue to travel down to reach where it needs to go. And it, and you may not have received the message yet, but it's, it's speaking you out. You just got to open yourself up to it. But I think more and more people are opening up to this, this consciousness level of truth and life. And I'm looking at 2024 as a year of transformation where the wheat gets separated from the shaft and we're, we're going to have, like, what do you do with it? There's, I think there's beautiful things that are going to come out of this. I think there has to be this separation where, where the strong gets separated from the weak, where it's make it or break it, but it's all, all up to us. How we, how we bring this in. Yeah. And if so the question becomes, what's out of harmony? Yeah, how do, you, right, yeah, how like, do we love our enemy? Uh, they're just playing a role, right? They're like, they came in and had this experience. Like, and I, I just, I can't help but see the innocence in everything. Every single, every single person is like a six-year-old that was hurt. And they decided to do whatever they wanted to do, right? And, and we were talking earlier about suicide. And I think it takes just as much suicide, uh, courage to decide, I want to leave this earth. And because without me in it, it will be better. It takes the same amount mm. of courage, I think, to soldier on. It's just a different mm. experience they came to have, you know? And um, yeah. I, um, I, had, I had an experience Friday morning. I was working with a lady in Switzerland. And we, we do this quantum sound healing thing and then we go to the the non-conscious mind and we play in a holodeck it's really cool you know so you get to call in whoever you want whenever you want and i was like who do you want to bring in and she said marcus aurelius I'm like great yes I, i've got questions from marcus she goes barack obama i'm like really that motherfucker <laughs> all right cool let's do it you know and i was like man i'm gonna be true i'm tr i know i'm triggered how can I love this too? And Brock comes right over to me. And he's like, aren't you not a big fan of me? Yeah, that's true. Cool. Your Christ says, uh, I love your enemies. You want to practice doing that? Okay. He goes, good. I've got a lot to teach you. Like groundswell, how to get people excited about, you know, making real changes. Like this isn't Barack the human. This is Barack the true self. And I, I you know, can you, can you love me too? And it was, it was just so great to have something so triggering and being faced with the mask of like, yeah, I'm just doing, he's just playing a role, you know? What do you want to know? How can I help you? Can you love me? I was like, man, that was so incredibly visceral. Like, it couldn't have happened more perfectly. So that's the perfection that's happening on the inside, and it gets to be reflected on the outside. And if I'm judging the imperfection on the outside, what am I judging about myself? I mean, they're, they're like married, you know? 
I think that's a huge thing to think about too. It's like, how can you, you know, how can, how can you love the people that, you know, hurt children and, and molest children and, and do all these things, right? Like, how can you love those enemies, enemies of humanity? It's that, that, that's a tough thing to do. Right. But like, I hear what you're saying though, to truly ascend to, you know, to, to live up to that, right? Like, how do you live your, love your enemies? That, that's a battle for all of us, I think. And, and how can we love the enemies that live inside? Unworthiness, man. I wake up every morning and I get to swim with that. Yeah. I get to swim with that waterfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I struggle, I wrestle, I learn. You know? And like, this is the work, you know, helping myself, helping other people through the waterfall of unworthiness or shame or guilt, fear. Yeah. Wow. I get to practice a lot. Yay. I, I, yeah. I was going to say, it's so easy to hate. Like, it is so easy to watch the news and hate somebody. And it's so easy yeah. to want them to die a painful death or, or seek vengeance. And it's so easy to do that, right? And that's how you know it's not the right path. It's really, really easy to not watch the news either. Oh, yeah. I yeah. But <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, like, uh, there, there's a bunch of people that trigger me too. Like Stephen Hawking, he's, he's my trigger man. So uh, I got, <laughs> that's my lesson. Oh, damn it, Brian. I got to learn to love that robotic Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to get there. So, so for me, like when you talk about, you know, pedophilia and this dark cabal that as we do this research, it seems more apparent that these cults, this cult actually exists and that they really do wicked, wicked things. And I try praying for them. I try praying that they have a conversion of their heart. But some of these people, I think, are are completely sold out to dark energy forces. But they're playing their role that they need to play. Right? Maybe my way of loving them is 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 <laughs> loving them to the death that they deserve. I don't know. Does that make any sense? But <laughs> like loving them to the I'm gonna death I'm gonna say no. <laughs> but but I, but, I mean, uh, there's a there's a no. It's it. It is something hard that I will always, that I don't know if I'll always struggle with it, but I struggle with it. I, cause I, I just can't bring it to myself. These people that would harm a child, like, you know, like, well, God said himself, you know, it'd be better if they had a millstone tied around their neck and cast into the sea than to hurt, hurt my precious little ones. Right. So there, there's this separation of like where you get cut off from that. <laughs> Like there's this point where I ha- I just have to cut you free because you are no longer worthy. You you have crossed that threshold. But I'm not God at the same time, man. So I think he understands that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's God. And to think that we know a better way for others to live their life is it's ridiculous, man. That's the path to suffering. Mm-hmm. And now we gotta yeah. now we gotta now we gotta change eight billion other lives. I have one life to change. It's mine. You want to come along for yeah. the journey? I found some cool things. If you want to play with these toys, the artifacts, like, let's do it. You know, let's put our minds together, figure out what the fuck this means. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, I like and, that. And, and I think the power of, I think love conquers all. Um, I've had some energetic attacks. And when I send them gratitude. Yes. Bye. I remember that. You talked about that in the first episode. Would you just retouch on that for the people that missed the first episode? But wasn't there a uh, like a demonic spirit that showed up? And when you showed gratitude, it was it. it, it yeah, it was the, Raul, it was the leader of the cabal, as I understand it. 
$10,000 beautiful suit and like eyes like black holes. Like I was terrified. I met the devil before and uh, the devil was like a cakewalk to this thing. Like this was gnarly. And my body's like, get the fuck out of here. And my soul was like, you've got work to do. And I, I held my ground and I made eye contact and I connected my heart, you know, to the cabal leader. And I said, thank you. And I meant it. I meant it. I see, I see the role that he's playing in all of this. And he's like, what? And I said, I'm really grateful for you. Thank you for giving me the choice. <laughs> Thank you for, the, for giving me the choice to do good in the world. Like without you, I don't have a mission here. Mm, yeah. That's it. That's it. And he exploded it. as he's an illusion. Like that stuff's still happening, right? And yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what the answer is. But when we come, like, we can't solve that problem from the third dimension because that's how it was created. So how do we tap in the source? How do we come together? Because when, when we decide love is the answer, that shit stops. Yep, exactly. There you go. Okay. I get it. I get that. I can, I can get that. I can get that. And, uh, and real quick. Maybe it's, our, maybe it's our wake up call to pay attention. Yeah. These people yeah. need to, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's bigger than well, it's, you know. I mind. I need to practice some of the things that I'm preaching because actually, there was somebody that I was talking to at the bank today, and I was telling them my world could change instantaneously if people just realize that. Stop trying to control the things you can't control. Let them go and control what you can control, which is yourself, your thoughts, your emotions. Be consciously aware of the choices you're making right at that moment. I mean, and, and I'm also speaking to myself at the same time, yeah. right? But I'm telling them, let all that crap go. Start just what with what you encounter on a day-to-day basis and choose happiness and choose love and let all that other stuff go. And if everybody just if we all woke up simultaneously tomorrow morning and we all just did that and we just shut off the tell eye vision and we shut off all the crap and we shut off all the nonsense and just work on what is in front of us and we start from love and it would do boom, it would change instantaneously, right? But people, I mean, there's so much suffering on, in this. Third, on, in this, in this. Hold on a second. Right. It's like, um, it's like the right amount of suffering to elicit a change, because without the suffering, humans like homeostasis, right? So it's the sand that turns into the pearl. Can I love the sand? Can I love the struggle? Can I love the suffering? Right? We came here to transcend suffering, so suffering's part of the equation. Okay, cool. I, I'm not wrestling with that anymore. How can I convert the hell to heaven? And and the and the real thing I wanted to share here is like, I I don't I don't think it may, maybe it does. Abracadabra, boom! The whole earth is now love. That'd be cool, but I don't believe that yet. Yeah. yeah. What I've observed so far, what I've observed so far, the alchemy of the heaven, the hell to heaven. Those tulips are blooming, and I'm hearing my friends use it now. Uh, and the mastermind groups that I'm part of, like that idea of changing the way they look at the world, the hell to heaven conversion, these conversations are happening more and more. And, you know, hopefully I'm so happy and grateful for the 2000 of you or more that were able to take that in tonight. So thank you for being part of planting these beautiful tulips of hell to heaven right now. Abracadabra, it is done. <laughs> uh, Brian, I got I got something that came to me, and I have to say it to you. I 
I wanted to say, like, what do you have to say to all those people out there that say, uh, how how could a good God allow so much suffering to to happen in the world? Like, what do you what do you say to those people? The people that don't believe in God because of all the suffering. I, he's giving us exactly he. It's bigger than that, yeah. right? So imagine this. We know uh, what you mean. It's like, like this. This is going to be a bit. Um, what's the word? Blasphemous, maybe in some circles, but like. God to me is the divine intelligence that's baked into the everything. And yeah. to think that he is a man in the sky is ridiculous. Like it's crazy. Like there's, I'm overwhelmed by how many different ways the divine perfection exists electron level, DNA level, quantum field level. Like it's unfathomable. And the other really cool thing is that what I feel about. I bring about. So like take the news, for example, I would love to read stories of like people saving animals and doing nice things for old people. And God, people like I won today, like I was scared and I did the podcast anyway. Like I want to read that shit. Doesn't sell. So that's, you know, that's not selling advertising. So if you don't like the news, we vote with our attention. We pay attention to calamities in this dimension. Yeah. So, so to blame a good God for all of the stuff, part of the lesson. Yeah, that's, that is free will, bro. It's neither good nor bad. It just, it just is, and it's in harmony, and it's balanced, and anything outside of that is, is part of the illusion. And are we seeing the illusion, or are we bringing love and heaven on earth now? That's the choice. Yeah, the other half, the balance is out there. The balance beam is, 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 is live and in effect, and I... I believe that you know you have the yin and the yang you know is a perfect symbol of that but literally <clears throat> there's a scale and these things are both going on simultaneously the only thing is that most people are looking only at one side of the scale they're not looking at the other side of the scale there it's there you're just not paying attention to it you know i wanted to ask you because it's something that you really didn't talk about and i heard you mention you know before we fired up the microphones you were talking that you were showing us a little bit of your art and you were talking about these are album covers and then you mentioned that you're a musician. So tell us a little bit about your music. What what music are you playing? What musical instrument is this? Is this acapella? Is this, are you writing lyrics? Tell us about your music. I don't know anything about your music. Where can we uh, find it? Is it just all freestyle? What is this? Is this part of your, part of your spiritual walk? And, and I know you said more like uh, some of these uh, art pieces that you're creating are for album covers. So uh, don't tease me with that, man. I don't even know what's going on with this. What What's up with this musicianry and this art and these album covers? What's up? Uh, yeah. So uh, when I graduated high school, I'm like, I'm either going to be a musician. Like, I just, I forgot about this until like a year ago. I'm either going to be a musician or I'm going to be a military officer, right? Completely different. And the logic was- <laughs> All our it's like the scale. Of course. Yeah. Both. <laughs> Polarity. Yay. Um military officer I could do now and I could always become a musician later and I completely forgot about that. And, you know, I, Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> so I, I play the uh, ukulele. Uh, my cute name for it is the Mukulele because my last name's Muka. Nice. And, um, you know, I, I just play, I play covers uh, right now. Uh, I just, it's simple, man. It's like, uh, it's like just eating, it's like eating tacos. You know, I've got a couple songs that I like. And people seem to like it, but I feel so much joy coming through yes. when I do that. 
Um, so, you know, that gets more attention and the sacred geometry, you know, gets more attention. And uh, I'm happy and grateful for the time that I have and to allow finally these gifts to support my lifestyle. I'm so happy and grateful for that. Well, we would love to sit around a campfire and listen to you play the mukulele. And, uh, bro, I can sing, dogs. So, oh man, look. I'm a musician too, you know, and I used yeah. to be in the hip hop game. And I'm, I'm not going to spill the beans or tell the fermentalist too much, but your boy's coming out of retirement to make one more firebanger track that's going to be used for a great cause. So, uh, I'm just going to tease you with that. That's all you get to know. You don't get to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You'll see uh, your You'll see. months what I'm talking about. Uh, good things come to those who wait. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I, you know what? We need to have this thermomental barbecue, you know, and we need to have the bonfire going and we need to have all of our friends of the podcast around and we, we can collectively raise our consciousness together and we'll listen to Brian play the mukulele. Nice, yeah. Uh, abracadabra, <laughs> as it is spoken, so it is now. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was yeah, gonna, Alex. I was going to say, Brian, if you can let everybody know uh, where to find you. And I, I also wanted to say to the firmamentalists, if you don't, please share this episode at least with everybody you know, because I just think that there was so much good and wisdom, and there's just too many good things not to share, so... Please spread the word about Brian and, and Firmamental and uh, where can people find you, Brian, and, and what projects are you working on? Yeah. Um, Instagram, Brian J. Muka, I'm there. Um, been a little bit of time on LinkedIn as well. Um, the projects I'm working on right now, we just launched uh, Tuesday a, a 10X is easier than 2X uh, mastermind group. So we're combining the best parts of ChatGPT and uh, the connection to the non-conscious mind and applying leverage principles from Dan Sullivan. So that's on Tuesdays. Um, it's a donation group uh, that I have people, um, you know, with some ownership in that. And then- um, is, there a, is there a URL for that, Brian? It's by invitation only. Um, we're looking for people who are pullers and can actually run parts. Of, so Channeling Oppenheimer- Who's an, who's experts or or wants to be an expert in a particular field in this, and then putting all of those ecosystems together is what we're up to. So if if you want more information, it's a it's a best fit. Brianmuka.com is the scheduling link. So you know if you want to chat more resources, um, you know, see if you want to do more together. That's a that's a good place for us to hang out for a bit. All right, all right. We need to hook uh, Claude, the producer of the show, man. You should see some of the things this guy's working on in betting, man. When you when you were talking about that, I think he he, he could, uh, man. I, I we need to connect you up with Claude. Oh yeah, I mean, have you spoke guys to be producer of the show? No, I. Uh, and then uh, I'm doing I'm doing some one on one clients for the right right person, the people that are really committed to. Why am I here? How can I get help with that on a spiritual level? And really, the integration of everything we just talked about, like, how can I love my life? How can I go from manifesting to actually creating so other people can see it too? And then the action steps, the emergency procedure, when you get slammed with fear or unworthiness and shame and guilt, like, I know that world, working on this for 13 years, my favorite thing to do is to help architect your unique emergency procedure so you can come back to love, joy, and excitement, which is your birthright. So, bonded.com yeah. is the best way to do that. That's also 
Yeah. Thanks so much, Brian. Yeah. And, you know, I know a lot of listeners, first time listeners, if this is the first episode that you've ever chimed into, you know, it might, some of this stuff might be completely new to you. It might sound so out there, it might be a little new agey. And, you know, I know we have uh, people that would consider themselves, uh, you know, Christian listeners of the show. You know, I myself, I'm a, I'm a follower of Christ, you know, but uh, put aside the labels, put aside all this, this and that, stop tr- trying to categorize everything and just focus on some of the wisdom gems that were dropped here. Stop having to put everything into categories and just embrace the everything, you know, that's all I got to say. That's what I think about when I think about these kind of discussions is like, don't check. Don't just shut, put the blinders on and have one track mind and think like, oh, that goes against what I've learned here or learned there. And just that's what it's all about is entertaining thought, inter- letting wisdom come in in different ways and different forms. Don't, it's, don't think of it as, oh, just because it's different or it's alternative, it's evil. Like you've been programmed to think that. You've been programmed to, t- to, to shut certain things off. Because you've been programmed, like our world can program us. So this is part of the deprogramming, folks. This is also proper use of hallucinogenics, breath work. This stuff it can unlock. It can unlock new stages of consciousness, which are ways to, to connect to your creator. So I just ask you to be open minded when you listen to this kind of stuff, and, and sit with it. You know, this is thirteen years of staring into the chasm, and uh, this is this is just what I found. Right, these are the tools. These are the artifacts I think are interesting. And um, as you sit with a lot of the stuff, was triggering to me too. In this, right? I grew up Catholic, as I mentioned. Like, you know, right? I don't think my parents really fully understand what I'm up to these days. <laughs> and my mom, my mom the other day, she was like, "What's your religion?" And I quoted Ziggy Marley, "My like, love is my religion, mom." And she was like proud and like didn't know what to say. And just like you said, the labels, right? Like the labels are part of the bait. We are all one, right? So how can we come together and how can we love this too? You know, and if that feels good, if you feel joy and excitement and tingles, it's also how you know you're on the path. Like I need, I get more of that. So, you know, let that be your guide if that if that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Final thoughts, Alex. Uh, I I just wanted to say thank you again to Brian. Like, um, I, I think every time we talk, you you just get more and more amazing. I don't know. You bring out the best of us, and I hope we bring out you know the best in you. And I look forward to the trilogy, and uh, I look forward to sending you some firmamental gear, my friend. Boom! I look forward to receiving. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. If you ever you ever want to throw one of those uh, beautiful pieces that you put together, man. We'll slap one on a cool shirt. <laughs> yeah, let's. Oh, that would be great to do a fermental uh, channel piece. I would love to do that. Nice. Yeah. You know, it's actually something that I wanted to bring up with the listeners too here soon. I was thinking about perhaps, and not not saying putting you in a competition, but uh, and not making it a competition and just having fun and engaging with the listeners. But you're pretty soon. I was thinking about telling our listeners, man. Hey, submit us some alternative logos. You guys are artists. You guys got skills. I'd like to have some people send us some different renditions and takes on Firmamental. And we'll uh, pick a few that we want to use as alternative show art. I think that'd be a cool way to engage with you guys. So, yeah, you guys ever want to be creative and uh, be artistic and 
we inspire you and you feel like submitting some stuff to us, man, we'll, uh, we'll use that as, uh, as, as show art. Yeah. So I'll, I'm definitely going to be sending as many people as I can to Brian.com and get, get, uh, get some people in your uh, wheelhouse, Brian. Appreciate it, brother. Nice. Definitely. Well, thank you guys for joining us once again. It looks like that's a wrap folks. Remember protect your domes and we'll see you next time. Peace. How do we find ourselves here within these walls and chains as a teardrop lands? Who is there to blame?